This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Boy, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Another tequila sunrise Staring slowly across the sky Said goodbye He was just a hired hand Working on the dreams he planned to try The days go by Every night when the sun goes down Just another lonely boy in town She's out running Great song right here, Tequila Sunrise. Happy, happy, I should say, happy heavenly birthday to the great Glenn Fry. Now, most of the Eagles songs, of course, Don Henley did the vocals. But uh, on this one and others... As well as a very good solo career, Glenn Fry did the vocals. And he died on this date back in 2016, literally eight days before I arrived at Kennedy Airport and made this triumphant and remarkable return to New York Radio. My next guest is one of my all-time favorites, man, back in the IMIS days, and he's been kind enough to stick with me. And some of the conversations I've had over the last couple of years here at WABC with him have been the very best that I'll ever do. And it ain't because of me. A highly decorated war hero Vietnam, just a terrific, brave, and smart man, my friend Colonel Jack Jacobs. Colonel Jacobs, good morning, buddy. How are you? Um, not bad for an old man, and thank you very much for the kind words, sir. It's all true. You're old? I don't get that. Uh, I don't get that feeling when I talk to you. I mean, you've got a, a lifetime of experience and you served in Vietnam, but you sound and uh, you, you go about uh, your business as a young man and you're great on this show. So I know you don't like to talk politics. You get very uncomfortable. You know, I love Trump and I don't dislike Biden. I despise Biden. But one thing you can't argue, you can blame it on somebody. You can replace the blame. Do everyone. One thing you can't argue. What's happening around the world right now, and you and I will talk specifically about the Middle East next. This was not happening, Colonel, three, four years ago when Donald Trump was president. You want to tell me what the hell has happened? Well, we've decided and have for a long time that we were going to respond to threats around the world uh, in an unaggressive way. And this is not a recent phenomenon. Uh, if you go all the way back to the period of time just before the Second World War, for example, uh, we were not interested in getting involved. By the time we got into the war, by the time we were attacked, the war in Europe had already been going on for two and a half years. Uh, 
The war in Asia had been going on for over a decade. People were getting slaughtered on two continents, and we decided we were not going to get involved. Uh, that turned out to be the worst thing in the world. To do. Right, but, that, but by the way, to your point, that's why I get so crazy when people try to sell me FDR. You're exactly right. These It went on for two and a half years. He knew for a fact, for a fact, that Jews were getting slaughtered. He turned around ships with Jews on the ships trying to escape. So to your point, I don't want to hear about FDR. He was a disaster. Right. Yeah, so but this country has a long history and tradition of being as isolationist as possible. And that works for a while, and it works until it doesn't work. And now is one of the times when it doesn't work. It doesn't matter who is in the White House. We try really hard to stay out of other people's business, and it never works out very well for us. In the end, we wind up getting kicked in the teeth, which is why I would argue that responses to provocations in the Gulf, for example, uh, on shipping, on American ships and allied ships uh, by terrorists, uh, we try to avoid it and we respond in a piecemeal fashion, and that doesn't make an impression on people. Uh, it, if you want a, a real criticism of how we've conducted ourselves, uh, it, it would come from me. I think we've been we've been too reluctant to respond to provocations and attacks, and that not only has to change, but it is likely to change. So. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let me ask you about Iran, and let's take Trump-Biden politics out of it. Well, maybe not, because Biden, dating back to his days with Obama, and now this administration, his own. That's two consecutive administrations in and around Trump. Been in bed with Iran, bottom line. Right, I mean, billions of dollars, hostage swaps, loosening sanctions, which enabled Iran to all of a sudden, from a country that their throats are being stepped on by Trump, they're making money. They made a ton of money on oil, and they funded Hamas, and now they're they're funding the the Houthis in Yemen, and now they're they're getting bombed by Pakistan. I mean, they become the real deal. You know, Jack, we allowed that to happen. They're getting about you know waiting to respond. How did we allow this country, Iran, all of a sudden to become a player again? Uh, Well, this is another American uh, problem. We have a tendency to have a policy of hope. Uh, We hope bad guys are going to become good guys uh, if we ignore them long enough. And, of course, that doesn't work either. And that's what's driven all this. 
Um, it's driven, among other things, Iran not only to fund Houthis, to fund Hamas, but to also fund Hezbollah, which is the biggest threat uh, in the region except for Iran itself. And they're using proxies to attack our uh, interests, the interests of our allies, and the interests of unaligned people who are just trying to go about their business. This will continue as long as we don't get serious about what Iran is up to and find ways to ensure that they can't fund people like Hamas and Hezbollah uh, and Houthi. If we don't do that, we're not going to like the outcome. Agreed. And we just did that with Donald Trump years ago. He stepped his, his foot was on their throats. They had no money. They did nothing. They did nothing. They had no money. Now they're running wild. I mean, last week alone, you know this, Jack. They had attacks in Syria, Iraq, Pakistan. Now, Pakistan actually responded. That surprised me. Uh, this morning, early this morning, they actually responded. But they've got, I mean, you talk about a set of baitsum. They're going after everybody. And until something is done, which may require going above and beyond financial pressure, I don't know how you stop it. I mean, would you consider, and again, I know you're a guy of peace. You don't want to go to war. But would you consider, Colonel Jack, decorated serviceman, would you consider some type of military interaction with Iran? Well, I think you can guarantee that there are plans to do exactly that. You know, each of the combatant commanders has to, by law, produce operations plans to respond to all kinds of provocations and threats in their region. And for Central Command, uh, this is no different. And they have to be submitted to the Joint Chiefs of Staff each year and certify that each of the plans uh, it will work and that they've tested them out in, in uh, uh, command post exercises and so on. These include plans to do the most outrageous things you can possibly think of, but we have to have plans for them. So we have plans to counter an attack by Russia, for example, on Western Europe, an attack by China on Taiwan or other interests in the region, and also to respond to, uh, uh, to attack Iran. We have plans to do absolutely everything you can think of and a lot of things you can't think of, uh, and it, that includes uh, attacking Iran. So we have plans for that. The question is, under what circumstances will we enact those plans? That's a political decision, said. Well, does that involve something happening here? I mean, I know that we pretend to care, and some of us do, about what happens in Israel and these other Middle Eastern countries around the world. But is it fair to assume until something happens here, or, or, or maybe not? Maybe this administration does something without that. What do you think? Well, it, it, it's going to depend on what Iran does. Iran is working really hard to use proxies, as we discussed, because they do not want to get involved in a shooting war with the United States because they will lose abjectly. So they're working. That's why they use all these proxies and they don't do things directly. They probably made a big mistake uh, with Pakistan because Pakistan, among other things, has nuclear weapons. And as far as we know, Iran so far does not. They're working really hard to develop them. It's one of the things we have not done a very good job of thwarting. And ultimately, if we don't thwart it, they will have nuclear weapons. But they maybe took a tiger by the grab a tiger by the tail in in in, uh, in Pakistan because Pakistan probably has no compunction whatsoever 
to counterattack if it needs to. Uh, Pakistan's got a lot of internal problems, and and uh, and it's important for the for the politics inside Pakistan to make sure that they look strong. If they don't look strong, if they don't respond properly, then they do have bigger internal problems. So uh, Iran would like to have other guys fight their battles and probably made a mistake fighting it themselves with Pakistan. Decorated uh, Colonel Jack Jacobs, Vietnam veteran. Uh, he knows his stuff. You look at that trio right now of China, who sits by and loves every second of this, you know that, Russia and Iran, that trio, the three of them, is that about as dangerous of a trio as you've seen, Jack, in many years? Yeah, it is, actually. Now, you, you mentioned China and Russia. China and Russia are playing a long game. Uh, you're absolutely right when you say they're sitting, China's sitting there watching this and, and loving every minute of it. The longer, the longer this goes on, these difficulties go on, the more it saps the strength of the West and the United States in particular, which is exactly what Russia and China want. Uh, that's why, that's why they, they're all trying to avoid precipitous action because they would just like to see the West sapped by these threats. And the longer it goes on, the more they like it. But you're absolutely right. That's, that's an unholy trio if I ever saw one. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. I mean, seriously, Colonel Jack Jacobs. So I've never been to Israel, you know, uh, since October the 7th. I know you listen. You've been on this show. You'll be hard-pressed to find, maybe Levin, you'll be hard, or Ben Shapiro, but you'll be hard-pressed to find a, a bigger voice for the Jewish people than me. But I've never been to Israel. Well, the good news is we are going, and we're going in nine days. And we're going to do four shows, Monday, January the 29th, through Thursday, February the 1st, from Jerusalem, which is um, uh, exciting, a little nerve-wracking. It includes just about every emotion you can imagine when you consider what's going on over there. And I think uh, you probably agree that for most people, this is not the ideal time to go. But, but in my case, because of what's going on, Colonel, this is the ideal time to go. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does to me. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I've been to Israel many times and took a look around the border down in Gaza, on the Golan Heights, up in the southern part of uh, of Lebanon. And I can tell you that uh, it, it, it's it's astonishing what's happened there. It used to be uh, uh, very secure. There were foot and, uh, and motorized patrols on the Israeli side all the time. They're back there again. But they, uh, they lost the bubble. Uh, they weren't paying attention. They tried to do security in a more efficient, but uh, it turns out to be less effective kind of way, which is one of the reasons why this tragedy, this terrorist uh, misery has been visited on Israel. But you will be amazed when you go there how secure the border region is now. Uh, it's very difficult for Israel because this the, the putting 300,000 people reservists in, in uniform as 
begun to sap the uh, economy of uh, of Israel. It's down about two percent since the war started, which is why uh, it would be better for Israel if this war ended quickly. That is to say, if they vanquished Hamas as quickly as possible, the international community won't let that happen and visits opprobrium on Israel every time they attempt to defend themselves, which is very, very disconcerting, not only to Israel, but to the United States and other allies of Israel. So uh, what what you'll notice there uh, is something very much different than Israel had been, let's say, in the last 10 years or so. Yes, fortified borders, all right, uh, but there's a, there's a tension there that would not have that, that you didn't have, let's yeah. say, four or five years ago. Yeah, well, but I, uh, it's, I think it's great that you're going, and it's going to be terrific. Thank you, Colonel. And look, you know, Bibi Netanyahu is paying the price for what you just talked about. 87% in a recent poll, 87% of Israelis believe that when the war is over, win or lose, and they'll win, he's going to be out because of what happened October the 7th. And by the way, there have been intelligence mistakes since. Just two days ago, we found out that Hamas has built about, about 150 more miles of tunnel that Israel ever knew about. So A, they got away with the attacks on October the 7th, and B, they're actually, their infrastructure is much bigger than Israel ever thought. Now, I like Netanyahu a lot, and I would hope he would keep his job. I don't think he will, but I would hope he would. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's going to keep his job. He's, there are a lot of people waiting to step in the wings. They want to, they're behind him now to get the war over or get the hostages back, which is going to be a difficult thing to do. But at the end of the day, you're absolutely right. I don't think there's much internal support uh, for Netanyahu, the politician, when the war is over. Um, I, I got to say one thing. The United States is very close to Israel. We bear – We, you could argue we bear some – responsibility for the intelligence failure because we we listened to what Hamas was saying on the radio and in telephone conversations and they were hoodwinking not just Israel but the United States saying things like we don't want to attack Israel they're fine and so on and we listened to that stuff and believed it just like Israel did so uh, it, they're our ally and we're theirs but at the end of the day we bear some responsibility for missing that, our intelligence yep. op- operation needs to get lots better because we're under threat, too, from a wide variety of people, some of whom we've spoken about this morning, Sid. Well, uh, I don't, uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, Lloyd Austin, I hope he's okay, but when your Secretary of Defense disappears, disappears for the better part of two weeks, and nobody knows, not Biden, not Kirby, none of these guys, it doesn't surprise me that, yes, we've had our intelligence failures as well so to wrap this up colonel jack you know trump is out there talking about the real possibility of world war three and of course if in fact china does decide to go into taiwan we are pretty much guaranteed that's going to be the case or are we what are your thoughts on the real possibility or not of world war three well i'm less concerned about china going into uh into taiwan I am about what's taking place in the Middle East at the moment. There's no doubt about the fact that China is expanding. They'd love to take Taiwan, very upset with the election results in Taiwan recently, uh, with with the last election last week. Uh, But China, like we talked about, is in for the long game. They don't have to do anything uh, over the long term in order to get control of Taiwan. Uh, They'll ultimately be able to control it because the demographic is changing. 
the large majority of people do not remember 1949. Uh, recent polls indicate uh, that a, a large uh, a minority, verging on a majority of young people inside Taiwan would just as soon be allied with or a part of China. So China doesn't have to attack anybody. They, won't, they don't want to do it because they don't want to annoy the United States, and that, that, that's liable to result in real problems for China. So they'll just sit there and wait. Uh, they'll wait until ultimately Taiwan winds up asking to be part of China. That's, our, that's the real threat there. And in the meantime, we can just stave them off demonstrate with our deployments in the Western Pacific that we mean business when we say we're going to defend Taiwan. But at the end of the day, China itself has no interest in starting a war with the United States over Taiwan. So. No, you're right. And the Middle East, that's uh, what we're keeping our eye on every morning because there's another country almost every day involved in some type of military action. Colonel Jack... You're the best. You know that. Thank you for hopping on this morning, and thank you for all you've done for me over the years, and please keep coming back. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the program, Seth. You got it, pal. There he is, highly decorated colonel. That man received just about every award from the bronze, purple heart, you name it, for what he did in Vietnam, and he continues to be a great voice. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at at info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.